0: I just wanted to hire a consultant to come help me. So we found someone on a pastor. She lived in Seattle. She's living in Romania now actually. But she came. She stayed in Portland. She came for seven hours a day, nine days straight. We had the kids babysat somewhere else. My husband and I just we did, you know, what we call a Konmari marathon. And it was so intense and so hard. But Anna was there to sort of bolster us up and help us through it and, you know, help resolve any kind of little conflicts that would come up between my husband and myself when it came to the subject of stuff, which was a really hard one, has been a really hard subject in our marriage. Welcome
1: to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari Method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest with your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show.
2: Our guest today is Kedra Pixton. She loves helping overwhelmed families transform their homes into peaceful spaces that facilitate connection. She's a certified Kamari consultant, as well as a mom of five young daughters, ages three to ten. She's a writer and artist and loves exploring nature near her home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome to Spark Joy, Kadra.
0: Thanks. Glad to be here.
3: You know, it's so interesting because I think a lot of people just assume that all KonMari consultants were completely organized people before they even heard of KonMari, which, as we know, is not necessarily true. And you did not consider yourself a naturally tidy person either. With a full house, a husband, five kids, you actually called your home a disaster, but you didn't give up. You hired a KonMari consultant to help you get organized, and you worked with her for nine days straight, a total of 63 hours. Please tell us a little more about your journey and your decision to lean on a professional organizer to get you started How did that change your story from going from a disorganized person with a disaster of a home to a KonMari consultant?
0: Yeah, it was a huge transformation. So my husband and I, we each have six siblings, and our mothers were artists, and we grew up kind of free-range children, which is really beautiful, but also isn't always the most tidy of spaces. And so We got married and we'd be the kind of people that would, you know, look for the free piles by the side of the road or go to garage sales or thrift stores and just kind of bring stuff in. And then we had kids pretty rapidly, like five kids in seven years or something crazy like that. And with the new people being added to the home and the rigors of parenting, it was just a complete mess. And I've never considered myself a naturally organized person Um, I'm more of a type B than a type A personality. We were just overwhelmed and didn't know what to do. And then it was in about 2015, the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo came out and kind of started making waves here in the United States. And I think I picked up a copy at Costco and read it and it resonated with me. I thought, yeah, this makes sense. This method, this approach makes sense. This can help me get on top of things. And so I tried to do the book, I do my clothes, I would do books, you know, I never really got past papers, the third category. And I would try a year or two later, and I, I just couldn't seem to do it on my own. I was actually trying to find a KonMari consultant before they even existed in the United States. I was getting on Facebook groups of professional organizers. And I was just like, can somebody come help me do this in my home? And, you know, couldn't find anyone. And so fast forward maybe three years, I think it was the end of 2018. I was, again, just overwhelmed with the house, overwhelmed with the mess, didn't know what to do. Couldn't do Conmari on my own, just couldn't get through it. And I got on um, Conmari.com and I found out that there were consultants in the United States. And there weren't any in Portland, Oregon, where I live, but there were some maybe three hours away in Seattle, Washington, and in and, and Oregon, I think. So I reached out to them and we found someone, Ana Pastor. She lived in Seattle. She's living in Romania now, actually. But she came, she stayed in Portland, she came for seven hours a day, nine days straight. We had the kids babysat somewhere else. My husband and I just we did, you know, what we call a Konmari marathon. And it was so intense and so hard. But Anna was there to sort of bolster us up and help us through it and, you know, help resolve any kind of little conflicts that would come up between my husband and myself when it came to the subject of stuff, which was a really hard one, has been a really hard subject in our marriage. And yeah, we just did it. We we actually didn't finish our marathon with Anna. There was still plenty to do when she left, but she was able to kind of help us get that jump start and she would sort of counsel us over email or phone calls, texts, afterwards, you know, from three hours away. We were able to do it. It was amazing.
2: Wow, what a journey. It's rare that People jump into this as a marathon type of activity where you're working on it, you know, day after day after day, like nine days straight, like you did. Any tips around executing the Kanmari method that way, considering that most can't handle that style of dieting?
0: <laughs> right, that's a good question. So, and you know, we did the marathon style. Kind of because we had to, because you uh-huh. know it's not like Anna could travel three hours all the time to come help us. So we we just had to do it that way. It's pretty intense. It was really hard. I think maybe spacing it out a little bit longer is more effective or easier. It kind of depends, you know. It kind of depends on the energy of the person and just what works. But it's definitely difficult to do it that way because you know we talk about decision fatigue and just having to make so many decisions and face so many things, a lot of emotional and psychological things come up and and those can be really hard to deal with. I mean, at one point I was like bawling on the playroom floor and on it and my husband, Bryce, were just kind of looking at me like, okay. <laughs> but we, we worked through it and those are the beautiful things that happen during the KonMari process, I think, is we get to the root of why our environment continues to manifest in this way. Like, what are we doing? What's, what's inside of us? What do we need to face? What do we need to let go of both physically and
2: mentally, emotionally? Well, I'm so glad that you made it through your marathon. And I heard that we were part of that journey as well, at least virtually. I understood that you listen to Spark Joy podcast while you were tidying, like we suggest, while you're doing dishes, I think?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So when Anna came, our dishwasher was broken. So we just had these piles and piles of dirty dishes and, you know, never kind of got to them or whatever. And she said, you know what? She said, even if your dishwasher is broken, you have to do your dishes every night. And I was just like, you don't understand, like, our dishwasher is broken. Like, we can't, you know, it was just this epiphany, like, you have to do your dishes every night, even if your dishwasher broken up. So I was like, okay. So I would do it. And I would listen to your podcast and hear your voices just kind of cheering me on. And it was hard and I didn't like it. And I wasn't in the habit. and I didn't want to do it, but I was trusting Anna and trusting what she said because I knew that she had some experience and ideas that I didn't. So I, I trusted her. I listened to her. I just did the hard thing, did the dishes for the family of seven while my husband was working and the kids were in bed and I wanted to be in bed too. But so yeah, just listening to the podcast really just helped keep me going. So thank you.
3: (laughs) Wow, that's super inspiring. And I'm just standing here thinking of uh, how it must have been to wash dishes for seven people every night.
0: I got a lot of podcasts listening in. (laughs)
3: I was going to say, you've got through the whole catalog that way. right? So after that experience, a lot of people might have been, okay, I've konmari I'm done. I never want to hear the word KonMari again, but not you. You decided that you actually wanted to become a KonMari consultant after that. What was the moment that you decided that that was the path that you wanted to take?
0: You know, I think it happened somewhere in the middle or beginning of the marathon. So we had met with a probably two or three months before she actually came to help us. You know, we had to schedule it in for a time that she could be down in Portland. And I was just feeling really enthusiastic about KonMari up to that point. You know, I was telling everyone about it. I was just so excited because I, I hadn't done the method completely yet, but it's almost like I could feel the power in it. Like, I knew that it would change my life. The book is entitled The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I used to think that was just like kind of a marketing ploy or whatever, but like it literally is life-changing, like in a good way. And so I think it was kind of in the marathon. I just thought, I want to help other people. I don't know. It's just like so much a part of me at that point that I, I wanted to become a consultant myself just felt very passionate about it.
2: So you've now been exposed to KonMari through so many different ways and perspectives and sides of the journey. You know, as a solo tidier, as a client receiving professional instruction, and as someone now who's guiding others through your own business to tidy. What do you know now about your clutter-free lifestyle that you didn't know before?
0: You know, I think... The main thing when if you're kind of in a disorganized, messy, overwhelmed place, and you're striving for that tidy, organized place is to be patient, to keep at it, to be committed. I think being committed to it is the main way to get there. It's easy to get frustrated and disappointed and just feel like you'll never get to the end of it. But just having that commitment, having that grace with yourself and with others that you may live with just sort of that perseverance to get to the goal to reach that ideal lifestyle that we talk about it's so easy to see before and after pictures and you know it just seems so easy but really it's taken us years to get to where we are and it's reasonable to expect that it can take quite some time to get to the other side of it to get to that tidy joyful place in your home
2: the question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey.
3: If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying
2: journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion.
3: Visit SparkJoyPodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. You have had some really amazing experiences with your clients. And recently you shared an experience that was just so full of joy. And we would love to hear about the experience that you had with a young client. It's just the best. Tell us about that.
0: Sure. So I was working with a little girl named Annalise. Her mom hired me to come and work with her on her clothing and her books. And we were working on her clothes, and there were some clothes that sparked joy for her, but needed like a little mend or something. And I so I studied apparel design at university. And so I was like, oh, well, I can fix these for you if you want me to. And she said yes. I brought them home. I had taken before and after pictures of the work that Annalise had done. She's nine years old, you know, really sweet girl. So I sent her a card and the before and after photos and then her clothing that I had repaired. And I sent it in a little package. You know, she was about 30 minutes away from me. So I sent in a little package. And I had noticed when we were tidying her books that the elephant and piggy books really sparked joy for her. And so on the outside of the package, I drew... Elephant and Piggy and, you know, said, oh, here's a package for Annalise and just wanted to kind of send that as a little, little thank you for her work with me.
3: That is such a great story. So thoughtful and so considered. I'm sure that that's something that she will remember forever.
0: Well, thanks.
3: You know, with all the things that have been going on in the world lately, we've been thinking a lot about this idea of abundance. And we've talked about that a lot on our show and what that means during a time of chaos, such as the one that we are in now. What are your thoughts about that? And how has that applied to your tidying philosophy?
0: Sure. So yeah, with our current global pandemic, I think there's been a lot of fear. There's been, you know, we've been afraid of our grocery supply dissipating, our, our food supply dissipating. And I think, when we can approach life with a, an attitude of abundance, not buying into fear and scarcity, but instead focusing on abundance and love, and that we will have what we need, I think even in our our tidying journeys, my clients or myself in the past have had just so many things, just kind of having this fear that we won't have enough. But when we sort of clear out the extra, we find that we have just what we need. I think it's really interesting even working with someone in their kitchen or in a specific place in the house. When they clear through their belongings, what they have left will fit just perfectly in the space that they have for it. I've seen that happen time and time again with my clients, with some of my colleagues' clients. And I, I call that a bit of the magic, that
2: it just, it just fits. It's just what you need. I think that's really powerful understanding how that translates to the space. I mean, that's something that is really a strong example for your kids as well. I mean, you have a large family, five kids. I'd love for you to share some tips, maybe for moms and families that are navigating, organizing, doing this within the context of quarantine and also just kind of resetting and figuring out what their ideal lifestyle is going to be moving forward from here.
0: Yeah, so I have quite you know, I've given this a lot of thought and my specialty is helping families. So I have quite a few tips and tricks for families. I would say first and foremost, it's important for the parent to do the Kanmari process first, all the way through sentimental, because then they're more practiced at the process and they can better guide and instruct their children. I think as parents we have a tendency to just get annoyed with our kids' stuff and, oh, they've got so much. And when you think about it, when you have little kids, these little kids aren't getting in the car and driving to the store and buying the things. It's the parents who allow the, the belongings to come in and we really need to be gatekeepers for our homes um, or it can just get out of control and get overwhelming. I think teaching your children to focus more on experiences over things. We like to give, as birthday gifts, When my children get invited to a birthday party, instead of bringing a gift, ideally, this doesn't happen every time, but ideally, we invite that child over for a special play date. They go, you know, have a picnic in the woods near the house or just make a memory together rather than just another object to kind of fill up the home and overwhelm the parents. I also think with kids, it's really important to kind of set a spatial limitation on their belongings that really helps just to sort of limit the amount of objects that are in a place and that need to be managed.
2: We're all spending a bit more time at home these days for the health and safety of ourselves, our family, and our community. Are you feeling a little too close to your clutter for comfort? Maybe you're buried under stuff in the home office or craft space, or you're trying to carve out dedicated space for work or homeschool in your basement or on your dining room table. Or maybe you've noticed just how much time you're wasting looking for important papers and emails instead of shifting your time, energy, and resources towards the things that truly matter. During quarantine, my number one priority is to get as many people as possible clutter-free and prepared for the other side of this challenging season. If you're regularly asking yourself, where should I put this? Or am I letting go of enough? Or am I even doing this right? As you mari, a customized virtual tidying experience may be the perfect next step for you. While stay-at-home ordinances are activated, I'm continuing to offer virtual kumari based active tidying lessons, including a tidy desk special, perfect for those working or learning from home, Visit fortheloveoftidy.com and click free consult to discuss the various virtual organizing options available to help you dig out and choose joy once and for all. I knew you would have a wealth of information for families. Thank you so much for sharing. And now that you've shared your favorite tips for tidying with kids we'd love for you to choose one tip that is your ultimate favorite organizing tip. We like to challenge our consultants when they're on the show.
0: (laughs) Sure. So my number one tidying tip is, I believe that everyone should have a power spot. So if you're working with a family or by yourself, we need one place that is just ours that where you can put our most, special joyful joy sparking things whether it be a shelf or a room everyone needs a space that's just theirs and that is respected by the other members of the family and i think it's really helpful when maybe you're starting out tidying and you're getting overwhelmed and feeling like you can't do it even if you set aside a space like that for yourself at the beginning that you can maintain it you can put your special things there it's just you that has control over it. It can get really kind of hard and confusing in family sometimes because there's a lot of crossover. Or things will be mingled. But if you have a space that's just yours, um, that's your power spot. And that's it's almost like you start out with that, and then it can expand, hopefully, eventually into your entire home. But just so that you you have at least that one place that is energizes you.
3: That's great. I think having a little spot of your own, is super important and never more so than now. So tell us, what is sparking the most joy for you at this very moment?
0: So what's sparking joy for me right now is simplicity. We have this global pandemic. There have been positive and negative effects. I'm trying to focus on the positive effects. I think it's really amazing that like across the globe, we've kind of been forced to do a KonMari of our schedules of our relationships, even, you know, I know that there were maybe people that I would get together with in the past, because like our kids were friends, or it was convenient. But with this pandemic, and this idea of being really careful about who you spend time with, it's really helped me to think, well, who am I going to make that effort to be with? So yeah, just the the simplicity that our world is experiencing right now is, is really wonderful. I think that it has helped us to sort of think more clearly and see more clearly. The Black Lives Matter movement has really gained significant traction and I think that's amazing. And I think it's because we're not as distracted. We're able to kind of think and see things and pay attention more clearly.
2: Yes, we are collectively resetting across the world. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners, Kedra, considering that you're someone who started with a story of I'm always messy to now being someone who is a Kanmari consultant and you're helping others dig out and choose joy? We have people who listen to Spark Joy who are a little bit on the fence or don't know when it's time to lean on a professional. Do you have any tips for those who are considering reaching out and hiring someone like yourself and getting tidy?
0: Yeah. So my advice would be to do it, to um, make them an investment in yourself and in your life. I realize maybe not everyone's in a place financially to do so. So if you're not yet, I would say at least find a friend, find an accountability partner to sort of help both steer you through. But if you can at all make the investment to hire a consultant, I'd say absolutely do it. It's so worth it. You know, we spent quite a lot hiring a consultant, but it was worth it to us because I thought, okay, yes, this might cost x amount of money, but if it changes my life for the better for the rest of my life, if it changes the life of my my children for the better for the rest of their life, it's so so worth it. You know, time and time again, just when people sort of clear out their lives, they even reap financial rewards. It's almost like it pays you back because you're able to do better in your business because things are more clear or get through things, schooling, get the job that you love. It's just so worth the investment.
3: Wow. Well, we could not agree with that advice more. <laughs> How can our listeners get in touch with you, Kadra?
0: Sure, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Kedra Pixton, Kanmari Consultant.
3: Thank you, Kadra. It was so nice to get a chance to speak with you today.
2: Thank you so much. Loved being on the show. And thank you for listening to us. Yeah, always. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning, tidying questions or share stories about how Kanmari has impacted your life.
3: Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys.
2: To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club.
3: Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click Join the Club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy.
1: Thank you for listening to SparkJoy with your hosts Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. SparkJoy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari consultant community.